Not enough. We'll get that in What's going on, guys? Fantasy football is back, baby. Trainwreck fantasy coverage is back. I can't wait to get started with you guys. Uh, we're starting with some starts and sits uh, for week one. So let me just get right into it. Uh, well, well, let me first say, go Bills. We beat the shit out of those Hollywood pricks, and I've never felt better about a week one. We're going, we're going undefeated. Twenty now. It's not even funny. Uh, okay, now that's out of the way. Uh, we're doing some start and sits. So I'm going to start with the quarterbacks. I'm going to I'm going to alternate start and then a sit. Uh, so the first one I'm going with is maybe somebody that is not at the top of your mind or probably at the exact back of your mind. Uh, but if you're like me and you punted on the QB position um, in any of your drafts, uh, you're kind of left in a rough scenario once you're looking at the waiver wire but uh lucky for me i found a player that i feel pretty confident in at least for week one uh that i believe will outperform expectations and that's uh Jameis winston uh, i know what you're saying you know Jameis is a bum Jameis is this Jameis is that you know the the guy gets a bad rap you know, they just remember him being the first player in NFL history to throw for 300 or 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Uh, he's 33 and 44 as a starter. Uh, but let me put this into perspective for you, just with some statistics. Uh, I'm going to give you two players uh, through the first five years of their careers. Uh, I'm going to start with Jameis. He has 19,735 yards or 37 yards, 121 touchdowns, 88 interceptions and a 61.3% completion percentage. And that was pre-LASIK surgery. Uh, this next player, Hall of Fame player, Peyton, uh, God damn it, right. well, Peyton Manning had 20,618 yards, 100, 138 touchdowns, 100 interceptions, and a 62.1 completion percentage through his first five years. Now, am I saying Jameis Winston is Peyton Manning? Hell no. But, you know people's memories are short you remember last year he opened the season like a firecracker throwing five touchdowns against green bay and then he he dealt with injuries throughout uh the rest of the year so people kind of just forgot about him the offensive line is still solid michael thomas is back they added jarvis landry chris olave their defense is still stout um and this as if there wasn't enough icing on the cake to play um uh, week one atlanta has the 29th worst passing defense in the league uh, you know, I just, I, I'm expecting Jameis to rise to the occasion this week, um, put up some valuable numbers that are currently free of charge in most leagues. You can just get them off the, off the waiver wire. Uh, so that's my first QB, uh, start of the week. I'm going to go to a sit of the weekend. It's also going to be quarterback. Um, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion along, uh, amongst a lot of people, but let me just remind you, this is just for week one, uh, Trey Lance, I'm sitting them. Don't get me wrong. I love I love Trey Lance. Uh, most people have him as their as their dark horse MVP, uh, which is in the realm of possibility. Uh, but you know, he has all the talent to succeed, but he's still under polished, and I don't I don't really think that he's going to match people's expectations as fast as they think he will. Um, he kicks off the season at Soldier Field playing a sorry Bears team, which seems like a perfect perfect time to play him, right? Uh, that's until you look at the over-under. Uh, it's 40.5, giving uh, San Francisco, 
San Francisco and applied a total points of 23 and a half. So unless Trey Lance is the only one scoring touchdowns for his team, preferably rushing touchdowns, uh, I don't think that we're going to see the Trey Lance that many people are expecting, the MVP Trey Lance, right off the bat. Uh, as the season progresses, uh, so will he. The game will slow down for him more, and uh, he'll learn from his mistakes. He'll fix them. Down the line, he could be a very valuable fantasy asset. But as for week one, I personally have San Francisco and upset alert. Um, ideally, if I had another quarterback that I felt comfortable starting over Trey Lance, at least for week one, um, that's the direction I would be going in. Uh, but, you know... Follow your gut. Like, this is just guidelines. I'm just throwing stats out. Uh, stats are for nerds. Uh, they do help make educated decisions. But at the end of the day, it's really gut feelings are kind of what wins, at least me, weeks. Uh, so I'm going to go back to the starts. And this is a guy that I fell in love with this draft season just because of his ADP, really. Uh, and that's Tyler Lockett. Got him in the eighth round. Uh, like I understand, I understand. Seattle is downgraded across the board. They have no, they have no idea who their uh, quarterback is. They have a crap run game. Their offensive line stinks. Their defense stinks. Uh, you know, but if you look at Lockett, like he's kind of gotten overshadowed by DK Metcalf. Uh, people just look at the Greek god and DK Metcalf and they're like, oh my god, like this guy is an absolute stud. While quietly over the past four years, Tyler Lockett has wrapped up 312 receptions for 4,251 yards and 36 touchdowns to the air in 64 games, not missing one game. Not only that, he hasn't missed a game in, in the past five years, which is 80 games in a row played. Um, he's strung four consecutive wide receiver 20 uh, or better years in a row. Uh, people are worried about, you know, Geno Smith, Drew Locke. But they're still drafting DK, and, the, and their thought process is someone's got to catch the ball. In my opinion, I think they're going to check the ball down a lot more. I, I think DK is more of a downfield threat, intermediate to downfield threat, and I don't think the quarterbacks have what it takes to make those throws on a consistent basis um, for DK to return that value. Where on the other hand, Tyler Lockett runs these underneath routes that is are so valuable for ppr and you know timid quarterbacks like that are going to want to check the ball down uh so you know i think he's extremely undervalued and especially in this game specifically against denver you know patrick certain and ronald darby are going to be keying in on dk which will give lockett plenty of room uh underneath to, to make him a valuable PPR asset this week uh, and in the weeks to come. Uh, you know, they'll probably rely on play action West Coast concepts to get the ball out quickly. I hear get the ball out quickly. I think Tyler Lockett because, you know, quick route running. You know, he's not like a straight downfield runner like DK running posts and fly routes all day. Uh, so, you know, I think they're essentially going to run through the air uh, through these short intermediate passes and these short passes are going to go to Lockett. So I think that Lo I, I'm starting Lockett confidently in many leagues. Um, and I got him in the eighth round. So uh, I'm pretty hyped about that. Now let's go back to the fun stuff sits. Okay. 
So this is kind of like a shot at myself because I also have this guy, uh, Brees Hall. Um, like, you know, Brees Hall, his, his talent's undeniable, right? He, he, he's an absolute animal. The problem is, you know, he's in New Jersey and it looks like Greg Sala is leaning towards a running back by committee approach to start the season. And that is the last thing you want to hear if you're drafting a running back in the third and fourth round that one, they're on a poor team and two, it's a running back by committee. Not to mention Zach Wilson's hurt, Mackay Becton's hurt, and they're playing a tough Baltimore defense that uh, will most likely be ahead. And and the Jets are going to trail most of the game, which is going to completely eliminate, you know, Brees Hall from the game script. Uh, so I, I think personally I'm taking the wait-and-see approach with Brees Hall, see if I can get him in a couple matchups, like if he plays some uh, poor teams or – if he, you know, is the clear cut number one down the down the road, but to start the season, he's starting on my bench. I want to see what happens. Um, don't want to take too long here. Uh, my next one is also I really like this star. It's Kadarius Tony, also an eighth round pick. Uh, you know, the problem with Tony was his red flag was injuries, right? Uh, but you can't deny he's one of the most electric players in the, uh, in the game with the ball in his hands. Uh, however, like he started the season on the pop list because of a knee procedure or something. Uh, but as of today, and I checked this morning, September 9th, he's officially cleared from the pop list and ready to establish himself as the wide receiver one the Giants most desperately need. And I know what you're thinking. The Giants suck. Daniel Jones suck. He couldn't throw a rock in the ocean if he was standing on the beach. All true. But you have to expect they will take a step forward when it comes to play calling with Dable leading the helm. Dable uh, makes it a point to get uh, the ball in his best player's hands, and in this instance, that's Kadarius Tony. When healthy, start him with confidence. Uh, your only your only issue with Kadarius Tony is if he's hurt. If he's if he's healthy, you start him. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, so next we got Damian Pierce. And I have a couple shares of him uh, across the across the board. See, I like Damian Pierce, but not so much in this matchup. Uh, you know, everyone knows that Damian Pierce hype train was off the rocker this offseason. Like Houston calling them their bona fide number one starting running back, you know, hyping him up, this and that, uh, which is great. And that's why I drafted him because there was good news, you know. Um, but you, you got to remember it's Houston. They suck. They suck. They're, they're going to be, they're going to be trailing most of the time. And you know, th that that's not a great positive game script for uh, a running back like Damian Pierce. Like you, in order for him to grind, they, they got to be up running the clock, you know? Uh, and I mean, not that I know so much about him, but the way he, it looks like he plays is physical uh you know tire out your opponent just keep hitting them in the face until they get tired but if you're losing you can't do that uh not to mention the colts defense is is stout against the run um so i'm gonna wait and see with damian pierce i still i'm still happy i have him but in this instance i'm going to keep him on my bench um and i, I think i'm starting cream hunt over him actually um who is also an honorable mention. I'll just skip up to that. 
so an honorable mention for my starts is actually Cream Hunt. Just you know, uh, linking it together. Uh, so I mean, he was going he was going mad late in drafts this year. I got him in the fifth round, sixth round. Have him in almost every single one of my leagues. Um, reason being, he asked for a trade uh, at the start of the offseason, and uh, of course they denied him. But I think one or two things is going to happen from that. Uh, one, they're going to get him the ball more to make him happy. Or two, they're going to get him the ball so he has more. Uh, he has more, you know, on his resume. He has more good games on his resume, so a team will reach out to them with a fair offer. Uh, uh, to trade for him and in that scenario he goes to a team becomes the uh the bell cow that's a running back one uh draft in the fifth round but we're not talking about the draft right now we're talking about week one so uh you know that it, it basically all ties back in if i'm stefanski regardless if i want to trade him or not um or i want to keep him happy i'm giving him the ball this game um, I would be hard pressed to think that he doesn't score a touchdown. I'm I'm thinking 60 yards, a tug, and maybe a few catches, depending on how the game goes. Uh, but you know, he's an honorable mention because he's a he's a a decent fill-in flax running back to that if gets traded could be a league winner. Um, so I'm starting him. Uh, I think I think he'll score. Uh, definitely starting him over Brees Hall. So this one's this one's gonna uh, maybe piss a few, a few people off. This bust. Um, and re- let me remind you, this is just for Week One, uh, not the entire season. Uh, but my final bust is Juju Smith Schuster uh, for Week One, uh, and I I already know what you're gonna say. Like I'm crazy. He's a number one pass catcher in one of the most successful passing offenses of our decade. Uh, my issue is that he's, he's just not Tyreek Hill period. Nobody's Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill opens the field for everyone else to get theirs. You know, Juju's a great wide receiver too, for an NFL team. I'm just worried if the responsibilities of being a wide receiver one may prove to be too much for him drawing elite players to cover you, uh, not really being able to take plays off, being that guy that everyone looks at. I'm not saying that he's not a leader. I'm not saying he he can't be that person, but nobody is Tyreek Hill. Um, they're going to be keying in on him, man, like the key to on Tyreek. But, he, like, I don't know, man. I just don't think he fits their system very well. I think the Chiefs take a step back. Uh, and the only thing that's really making me question this, uh, this set is that the over-under is 54 um chiefs minus six and a half so i mean i I like the over under i don't think the chiefs are going to win this game like i'm in my mind right now i'm deciding that i'm going to take cardinals plus six but that's off topic um yeah so i mean the if if you see 54 points you know total scored you're going to be like yeah i'm going to start skill players i'm going to start a wide receiver one for for that team you know because 54 points you know it's a lot of points i just and i know i'm probably this is probably going to be the one i got wrong but i just have a gut feeling 
I just have a gut feeling he's going to get locked down. Like you saw what happened after Antonio Brown left and he was the wide receiver one. Wasn't, wasn't awful. He wasn't awful, but he wasn't Antonio Brown. He's not Tyreek Hill. He's a wide receiver too. Kansas City doesn't have a wide receiver one. And uh, I mean, it depends on where you drafted Juju. If you have better options out there, I don't. So I'll probably be playing him because I have trash cans as bench receivers. So I hope I'm wrong, right? But um, but that over under, I honestly just think Kyler and the Cardinals are gonna are gonna put up the points to hit that to hit that. I don't know if it goes over, but I don't see the Chiefs. I don't really see them scoring 28 points. I don't I don't see them scoring more than three touchdowns. And I mean, I could be wrong. I'm often wrong, but uh, you know, I'm here, and this is what I'm saying. So, listen or don't. Um, I guess it all comes down is can Juju fill fill the role that Tyreek left, and I'll let you guys answer that yourself. And sidebar, I have no hate for Juju. Um, like I have him in in one of my leagues. He, I hope he has a great season, but you know. I'm treating it. I'm treating him as a wait and see type prospect, um, but I'm still starting him because, like I said, my bench receivers are full of infants. Um, I think I uh, one more, one more. And this is a good one. I uh, hold on one sec. I don't even know what I'm looking at. There's nothing even in here. Uh, uh, my last star is uh, Robert Tunyon gone late undrafted on many people's waiver wires i'm sure uh so he, he's kind of slipped through the cracks because he went through uh he's 10 months removed for tearing his acl uh happened a week eight last season um i'm keeping a close eye on his progress because if he progresses to the point of suiting up he immediately becomes the pass catcher with the most chemistry uh that rogers has uh losing Devonta adams you know 31 percent of the target share goes up for grabs. I know they got Romeo Dobbs. I know they got Christian Watson, but in, you know, Alan Lazard, but Tunyon is Rogers security blanket. If Devante wasn't already. So I could very well see plays breaking down and Rogers looking to Tunyon like you were to be looking at Devante. That's not to say that it'll work all the time, but targets are targets you're getting this guy off of waivers that could potentially be a top 12 tight end or tight end one for you, especially if you're thin at the position, I think it's worth taking a flyer on him. Um, I would even go as far to say if, if he uh, is listed as healthy this week, I would consider uh, playing him. Although I uh, drafted early tight ends in all my leagues, so I wouldn't need to, but maybe I'll stash him on my bench and use him as trade bait. Um, yeah, man. So that's what we got. Uh, we're going to be doing this every week. Uh, if you have any questions or gripes, keep them to yourself. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm i doing the best I can. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to try my best to just never be wrong. And we'll all be happy. All right, boys and girls. You already know, this train never stops. Go Bills, turn it off.